All right, welcome back to another episode of Product Thinking. I am Kyle Evans, and this week we are talking about six ways to avoid burnout, prioritizing mental health, and finding your why as employees and leaders. In the classic movie Office Space, Peter Gibbons hates his soul-sucking job, so his girlfriend convinces him to go to a, a hypnotherapy session where he describes every day as the worst day of my life uh, in a classic scene. He tells the hypnotherapist that ever since I started working, every single day of my life has been worse than the day before it. So that means every single day that you see me, <laughs> that's on the worst day of my life. Uh, the hypnotherapy works, but of course it doesn't end because of unfortunate circumstances and much hilarity ensues as Peter lives out the dream many of us have throwing our cares away. And though this movie is 20 years old now, it still holds up to the test of time better than most. Like many of us, Peter was probably burned out. You know, we hear that term a lot uh, with good cause, especially over the past year uh, with the pandemic and everything that's been going on. What does it mean though? So what is burnout? The World Health Organization included burnout as part of the 11th revision of the International Classification of Diseases or ICD as an occupational phenomenon, though not a medical condition. And we generally classify it as a chronic workplace stress that has not been successfully managed. In an NPR podcast that I link in this week's newsletter, I, and you can find that link in the show notes, they describe three symptoms to watch for with burnout. Uh, number one, exhaustion. Uh, this includes physical, cognitive, and emotional fatigue. When we get just exhausted from you know all of the things that that happen uh, with work, uh, that's the first thing. Number two, uh, cynicism or depersonalization. Uh, this includes mental or psychological distance from work and negative or detached feelings. So starting to become very very cynical or distant uh, or negative about the work that you're doing. You know, having those feelings of not wanting to work at all, you know, kind of like in <laughs> in office space uh, where literally every day is the worst day of your life because of work. So that's number two. Number three, uh, shame or inefficacy. So feeling incompetent or unproductive and blaming yourself for it. Uh, so those are, you know, three of the key symptoms to watch for with burnout. Of course, we can all feel those periodically. Now, you probably feel exhausted after a day of Zoom meetings or video conferences or calls uh, or cynical after certain meetings. But the key is that burnout is chronic. It is the chronic uh, emotional or physical or cognitive fatigue, uh, the chronic cynicism or negative or detached feelings and the chronic shame or unproductiveness. Uh, all of those things coupled together uh, over time that really leads to burnout. You know, we can get burned out 
if we don't successfully manage the stress of our workplace and if it continues to add to the pressure without giving us any control over our situation. So what can we do as both employees and leaders? And that leads to six ways to avoid burnout. Number one, take control. Uh, Not everything is in our control and that fuels feelings of burnout. And when we feel like we don't control our work or our days, we can easily feel stressed. That stress can become chronic over time, leading to burnout. I've long been a proponent of guarding your time and managing meetings and your day and wrote about those two things, guarding your time and prioritizing meetings appropriately in two separate posts uh, from a little while back. And I've linked those as well in this week's newsletter. So, uh, you know, check that out for those links. Uh, I'm also a big fan of the books Essentialism and Indistractable, uh, where the messages are very, very similar. Take control of your time, schedule time for important things, and cut out the unimportant. I've taken that to heart with my work calendar, blocking time to get work done, uh, not just for meetings. I also schedule time for family activities and other personal things, just like meetings with colleagues. These are actual events, and I want to treat them like that. And I'm fortunate I can. If you can take control of your time, do it. In a Harvard Business Review article, they offer some additional advice on taking control to avoid burnout. One of the things they discuss is controlling your your perspective. Uh, You may not have complete control of your day or job, but you do have control over your perspective and how you react to events. Uh, Can you shift your mindset? Uh, What about your job is causing the most trouble? Can you refocus on some of the better parts? Um, Secondly, can you control your stressors? With jobs, we all have stressors. It may be certain meetings or certain people or other aspects of the job. Can you control those things? Do you need to attend that meeting or interact with that person so frequently? If so, what can you do after to mitigate the stress of it so it doesn't cause you to burn out? Finally, as a leader, how can you give more control to your employees or your teams to allow them to accomplish the goals of the team and the company, but still have flexibility on how to achieve those goals. Not only will you get better outcomes that way, you will have happier employees by allowing them to own the the way that they achieve uh, their jobs and owning the outcomes of what they're doing. Uh, That's a huge thing within... Uh, the OKR framework that we talk about frequently is setting the direction and some of the ultimate goals, but allowing flexibility in how we achieve those and why that framework works so well in so many different cases. All right. Number two, find the wins. Most of us probably got into our roles for a reason. We enjoy what we do or some aspect of what we do. When we get burned out, we forget the why behind what we're doing 
And we need to rediscover that why and find the wins. In another good podcast, also linked uh, in this week's uh, post, a teacher recounts how she got burned out. Uh, you know, teaching can be one of those careers among many where burnout is frequent. Uh, she was working uh, nearly 100 hours per week, uh, getting her students ready for college, yet most were failing still. And the more she worked, the less effective she felt. Uh, she was getting burnt out until she did something strange. She started a volunteer program on the weekends to help struggling students. And that, of course, may seem counterintuitive to add more work to an already overloaded schedule, but it reinvigorated her. It reminded her why she was doing what she was doing. She was there to help her students, and that volunteer program helped specifically with that. So what can you do to find some wins, even if they're small wins? What can you do to feel effective in your role? Can you ship some minor features? Can you deliver some slight change? Can you make a difference for someone? These wins will help you feel effective and fight off the burnout that comes with feeling like you're not achieving anything. All right, number three, take a break. We all need to take breaks. Uh, the benefits of taking breaks are immense, while the consequences of not taking breaks can be dire. Uh, I'm pretty sure while we were in college, uh, there I recall this one story of somebody who had not slept in uh, over 30 hours, I believe, and they were studying in the library, uh, absolutely losing it. And I think getting up on the tables at some point and uh, singing or something crazy like that. So getting the, the appropriate amount of rest is absolutely critical. In the U.S., we have a culture that glorifies working hard. Uh, that's similar in product development and technology. We want to work hard. We're hustlers. We're type A people. So taking breaks runs counter to what many of us believe, but we need breaks. We do better work by taking breaks. We think better when we take frequent breaks. We're better people when we work hard and take breaks. So how can we do that? Um, breaks during the day, wherever possible, should take breaks during the workday. I understand this is more possible for technology workers uh, and office workers, and I hope that becomes the norm for everyone eventually. We do better work when we work hard for a period and then take a break. Uh, in an episode of Star Trek Lower Decks, uh, which is a great series, by the way, the captain becomes wise to the fact that everyone is padding their work estimates, applying a Scotty factor, if you will, which is uh, saying that something will take four hours when in fact it will take two hours. And then, you know, the captain gives them, you know, three hours to complete the task. And of course, they're able to do it in two. And so you know, they have this extra hour to take a break and recharge and then get on with their tasks. So once she becomes wise to this, uh, this idea that everybody is padding their work, uh, she eliminates the padding and works everyone nonstop. Uh, and the crew makes a lot of mistakes, eventually leading to a near war uh, and the, <laughs> the invasion of their ship. It is an... <laughs> a foreseeable and an, an avoidable mistake. 
So we need those breaks. Uh, we can also take breaks during the week. One team I work with takes a midweek break on Wednesday. This works well for them. It gives them a chance to recharge midweek. I find that I personally don't do well if I don't take time on the weekend to recharge, uh, which really is what a weekend is for. If you spend it working, you miss an important time to refuel and you really start to feel burned out as you get back into the work week. Uh, also, get outside. Many of us have spent so much time indoors, especially over the past year, that getting out, especially outside and away from our machines and computers will go a long way in helping to reduce stress. Uh, and finally, take a vacation. If you haven't taken or at least scheduled a vacation yet, now is the time. We need time away from work to reset our minds and focus on other things. It's definitely been difficult this past year, uh, not being able to travel. But even if it's just to stay home, we should all take vacation. If you haven't forgotten your work passwords when you get back, you know it hasn't been a long enough time away from work. That's how I like to gauge it. All right, number four, change it up. Routines can be great. They can help decrease our cognitive load so we can focus on higher level tasks. Uh, but routines can also lead us to ruts. Uh, when we fall into too many routines, life and work can become dull. If we're constantly filling out and filing TPS reports, the monotony of that can lead to cynicism, which of course can lead to burnout. So we need to take a break out of our routine and change it up. There's a few ways to do that. One can be a new challenge. You may need to add a new challenge to your role. Can you find something that needs improving? A task within your group or area or even outside that can help break the routine. It may be a new role. If you've been in the same role for a long time, it may be time for a change. Uh, are there other roles that you can pursue? Something you can leverage your skills, but will challenge you in other ways or decrease the burden on you if it's currently too high or allow you more control over your work. Or it may be a new job altogether. If your current company isn't supportive of its employees or the culture is one that leads to burnout, it may be time to find a new company where you can be successful. Uh, you know, you need to ask yourself, will you be successful if you stay? Or will you continue to be burned out? If so, it may be time to move on. Number five, pursue your passion. I've always been a huge proponent of pursuing passion projects and other hobbies. In fact, I arguably have too many side projects and hobbies, but I enjoy learning new skills and trying new things. So I will probably continue to do it, probably to an excess. In his book, Range, David Epstein discusses why outside interests are so important. Uh, he says, rather than obsessively focusing on a narrow topic, creative achievers tend to have broad interests. This breadth often supports insights that cannot be attributed to domain-specific expertise. So having projects and hobbies and passions outside your job will allow you to disconnect from your job give you better perspective, better insight, and help you avoid burnout. Uh, and that is a win all around to me. Finally, ask for help. Uh, you shouldn't deal with burnout alone. 
Uh, like we mentioned before, burnout is a workplace phenomenon. Uh, our workplaces cause burnout, so they should be part of the solution as well. Talk to your leaders and managers about ways to deal with burnout. Do you have too much on your plate? Are there ways to lighten the load? It, is it not just your role, but a cultural problem? What are some of the short-term and long-term fixes that you and your team and your company can work toward? And burnout, of course, can lead to more serious mental health issues. And you shouldn't feel like you need to face those things alone. Outside counseling is an option. Whether or not you are getting support at work, you don't need to go it alone. Burnout is a serious issue. It can lead to more serious mental health issues if not addressed appropriately. As employees and leaders, we need to identify the signs of burnout and head off these issues before they become bigger problems. We can encourage ourselves, our colleagues, our teams, and our employees to avoid burnout by taking the steps above. Remember, it's about looking out for each other, and that's more important now than ever. So hopefully these tips are helpful in identifying and avoiding burnout. We've also got in this week's newsletter a couple of other interesting reads uh, you can check out. A couple of things that have caught my attention are the chip shortage that uh, has been ongoing. Uh, you probably keep hearing about it. I know I do. Uh, GM has been shutting down plants. Samsung may not launch a few phone models. Uh, I have a link to an interesting article about that. Uh, another interesting thing that's been on my mind is, will we be able to sell shares of ourselves in the future? It seems like that's where we're headed. ISAs or income sharing agreements are becoming more and more standard. Uh, BitClout is a new uh, a new product that has recently been launched. Uh, there is an article I link to in this week's newsletter called The Ponzi Career uh, that shares some of the things that I've been thinking about as I've been listening and hearing about some of these things. I don't know where this is going, but it has a fascinating angle to me in many different ways. So check those out. Again, hopefully this has been helpful in some tips and ways to avoid burnout. Uh, if you like what you've heard and, and what you read, uh, be sure to share and subscribe to the newsletter, productthinking.cc. Uh, you can follow this podcast, of course, anywhere you listen to podcasts. And as always, I'm Kyle Evans. Now you can follow me on Twitter at Kyle Larry Evans. And I will look forward to seeing you next time. Thanks. <laughs>